In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 147 The Lord does not delight in the strength of horses, nor does he desire the legs of man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. In the church, it is the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. But in the world, it is Super Bowl Sunday. And you know who comes to mind when I start thinking about football? Not Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady, not any player of today, but a player of my childhood, Barry Sanders. Wearing that white and blue number 20 for the Detroit Lions, I was 10 years old when he rushed for 2,053 yards in the 1997 season. Now for those who do not know Barry, he was an absolute machine. I can still hear my oldest brother screaming at the TV, You can't stop him! You can only hope to contain him! when we watched him rush for over 230 yards in one game, running through defenders with lightning speed, quick on his feet, as powerful as a horse. I can still remember watching one of his post-game interviews, Barry just sitting there in the locker room with quadriceps about the size of a school bus. His legs looked like they could run through an actual brick wall. And when you watched him run... You were convinced that he actually could. So guess who I was every time I played football outside with my brothers? Barry Sanders. I mean, I'm basically a spitting image of him anyways, right? So I'd spend my autumn evenings pretending that I had those same legs, those same moves, and I'd take off like I could run through walls. The only problem was were those walls I was tempting to run through were my two older, bigger, stronger brothers. And so I never broke any records. In fact, the only thing I broke were my bones on multiple occasions. When it came to being Barry Sanders, I was an absolute failure. When you pretend to be someone that you were never meant to be, you're going to end up with something broken. And each one of us, in some shape or fashion, we pretend to be someone that we are not. Someone that we were never meant to be. Or maybe it's someone in your close circle of friends, or maybe it's someone on your screen, TV or your phone, someone who's wise, who's beautiful. Someone you admire. Maybe it's Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's another girl in your school. And you think, you know, if only you looked like them, then, then you would be beautiful too. If only you had their kind of wisdom or drive and confidence, then you could be as successful as them too. If only you were as perfect as that other person is, then life would be perfect and it would be a delight, and it would be filled with happiness. But Psalm 147, it 
calls out to each one of us about what the Lord delights in, what he takes pleasure in, what he created us to be. The Lord does not delight in the strength of horses, nor does he desire the legs of man. He does not delight in who wins or who loses, who creates million-dollar empires or who makes the most people laugh. He does not delight in the person who catches the most eyes of man or who might look the most beautiful on the outside. The Lord takes pleasure in a very simple thing. He takes pleasure in what you were made to be, one who fears him, one whose hope is in his steadfast love. Jesus asks his disciples one day, Why gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? Now, I suppose there's a certain appeal to being the person that everyone looks up to, especially your children. And there's certainly a place for living a life in such a way that your children and the people in your community and at your work look at you and they desire to emulate you, to live as you live, to speak as you speak. But the scriptures are pretty clear on this. It's man who delights in those things, you know. It's man who delights in things like Super Bowl victories and successful businesses and well-run farms. It's man who takes pleasure in the strength of men, athletic accomplishments, personal records. It's man who delights in beauty and power and riches and wisdom and strength. But not the Lord. The Lord delights in faith, in faith alone in him. His delight is in the one whose hope is in his steadfast love. Whether you win or lose, whether you run a generational farm or you sell it all away, whether you get promoted at your work or let go, whether you make every shot or miss every shot, whether you succeed or you fail over and over and over again, the Lord cares not about what man craves and restlessly pursues for strength. The Lord looks not at the strength of horses. Holding up a Super Bowl trophy without a heart that hopes in him means nothing to him. But holding up a broken and contrite heart before him to be healed by him means everything to him. The, the Lord, he delights simply in the one who fears him, whose hope is in him, who has faith in him through all things and in all situations. This is what the Lord looks for in you. It's what he created you to be, one who trusts in his power, his strength, and his beauty, in his goodness, and in his love. And by faith, and by faith alone, you have been given all those things in him. When the delights and the pleasures of this world become your sole delight and pleasure, when the cares of this world become your cares, beware lest you fall and you find yourself running after nothing else, forfeiting your very soul for the things which men delight in, power and beauty and strength, greatness and achievement and perfection and wealth. 
As for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Psalm 147. It calls out to each of us and points each one of our eyes and hearts straight to Jesus, our Savior. He is the only man who perfectly trusted not in the strength of horses or the legs of man. The only one who truly feared the Lord in all things. The only man who truly hoped and trusted in the Lord's steadfast love. Jesus is the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. His enemies were all around him to shame him. Man was all around his cross, shouting him down. But he was not there to impress man. He was not there to find pleasure in their words or their eyes or their actions. They hurled insults at him. They ridiculed him. They drove the nails through him. But he was not weighed down by them. How could he be? He didn't look to them for his hope. He trusted in God's steadfast love. His delight, it was in the Lord. And upon the Lord and his word alone, he meditated day and night. He centered his entire life on him. And so the father delights in his son and the one who hoped in him unto death. And he delights in those who have faith in his son, who believe in Jesus the perfecter of our faith, the healer of our brokenness, the grace of God in him which sustains us in our weaknesses and makes us whole in our brokenness. Our hope, it is not the things of this world. St. Paul puts it this way. He says, I count it all as rubbish compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and to be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own doing, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the very righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So tonight, as you tune in to the pleasures of man, with their contests and their comedy, their razzle and their dazzle, as you return to your work or back to your homes. Live as the child of God that you are, made by him, saved by his grace, and live as one who has truly been set free from having to pretend that you are someone that you were never meant to be. In Christ, you have been freed from needing to emulate the ways of this world from chasing after the treasures of this earth. You have been set free from needing the approval of man for your worth or your beauty or respect. You are the Lord's, you see, and, and he has made you to be his own, to live under him in his kingdom, filled with blessedness and righteousness. And so it is that we live by grace. For he has made you to hope in him, 
and to draw from him every good thing and to trust in him to provide. Therefore, spend this day and every day laying before your children and your grandchildren a life that is truly worth emulating, a life that is truly worth looking up to, not one centered on the treasures of this earth or the pleasures of man, but a life centered upon Christ. Faith in the enduring and everlasting hope of Jesus Christ, your Savior, a life that never hesitates to repent, a life that repeatedly repents of its sins, humbles itself before the Lord, confesses its brokenness and weaknesses, and clings to his cross and his empty tomb, and delights not in the things of man, but in the things of God. Not in the trophies of man, but in the crown of life, which the Lord Jesus will give to you on the last day, by his grace, through faith, and faith alone in him, your Savior. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.